I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Top 5, the Patreon podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good buddy and we discuss the top five of a topic of our choice. And today, it's my good friend, it's Tom Ballard, everyone. Yay! Buddies! Buddies together. Hello. Hey, Hello, buddy. Joshy. How are you? Hey, Jill. Uh, I'm fine. You know. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't, how is ha- anyone at the moment? Are we all ha- fine? We're fine. Ha- have you got COVID or have you had COVID? Because I know no, you haven't had COVID. Neither have I. Not as yet. No? One of the few. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm taking my kids to swimming lessons every day this week. And I'm not. Surely I'm getting it there. Yeah. Surely in a public <laughs> pool is where I am going to die of COVID. <laughs> If not COVID, some other horrific disease, surely. Yeah. Um, Now, what we're doing today. Now, we're doing a suggestion from a listener of the Mm -hmm. podcast. Now, uh, last year I did Best Songs from When We Were 18 with Justin Hamilton. He suggested, this listener said, hey, do it when you're 21, because when you're 18, (laughs) it was 1999, and that year was a shit year for music. And I agree. (laughs) It was one of the worst years for music. One of the best years for films. Okay. Yes. What what was your number one? My number one 99, probably, I can't even remember. Uh, I'll have to go back and look. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But um, is, that, is that fucking pretty fly for a white guy in the Hottest 100 and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it was the year that uh, New Metal broke. It was a big year for... <laughs> it was the end of kind of the... Everyone trying to sound like Eddie Vedder. Okay. The start of the angry white... You know, Woodstock 99. That yes. That's like all, the, um. all your... Your uh, right. Limp Biscuits and Cool. Yes, Limp Biscuit Nookie stuff. came in at number eight in the hottest 100. Yeah. Number one was These Days by Powderfinger. So, you yep. know, how you feel about that. But um, I can oh, see I how there could be some issues here. Yes. Did Ben Lee get number two? Did Ben Lee get Cigarettes Will Kill You at number two? No, Killing Heidi and Where oh, uh, is number two. Tenants. My, my, my good you friend Ella. <laughs> Your good mate. <laughs> Always number two. Uh, <laughs> That's oh, a so great tune, Sarah. Yeah, oh, corn, corn, freak on a leash, and falling away from me is sixteen and yeah. seventeen. Yeah, brutal. So that's that's me. So you were two, when you were twenty-one. What year was it? It was two thousand and ten, the year of our Lord. Yes. And and this will come through in my list, but that was the year that I began hosting the breakfast show on Triple J. Excellent. So it is a very formative year, and in, t- in terms of music, yeah, this this going through and thinking about these songs was very. Uh, yeah, very moving and emotional and nostalgic because music was such a... I was, I was passionate about music before I started working at Triple J, but just but getting that job and sort of jumping into the deep end was like, fuck, I need to know a lot of stuff and I'm going to be talking to some of these people and I should actually maybe get a bit of an idea of what's going on. So, so yes, had, Triple J will loom large. Had you been living in Sydney before that or did you move up to Sydney for the for the gig? I had moved to Sydney, um, yes, for this gig. I was still dating Joshua Thomas um, yes. We'd be going out for a while. He'd come out, and then I, we were moving cities, and we were going to try long distance, but it's going to be fine because we'll be in love forever because yeah. we, we were uh, true love. And um, can I just distance. say to the listeners, to the listeners, twenty one is the best time to do long distance relationship. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon 
just the best. It always works it's, out. You're always yes. going to be together forever. Particularly if you're dating a um, gay man who's just come out and is quite famous. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's when it's all going to work out very, very well. So that's the world. I'm living in a shitty, well, a very expensive but quite shitty apartment on William Street in the middle of Darlinghurst. Uh, waking up at 4am, walking to work at 5am, walking past a range of um, transgender Asian sex workers on the street who almost every morning seem to forget that I'm not interested in their services, but they do ask every single day. And I'm getting into radio and uh, with Alex Dyson trying to figure out what the fuck our breakfast radio show is and um, being quite bad at it and being very tired all the time. Because you guys replaced Robbie, Marie, and Lindsay, is that right? The doctor? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Trying to so it was they would have had all the bring back Will and uh, Adam. Oh yes, no immediately it was well no you had Jay and the Doctor years in between there and stuff yeah, so he okay. still got the hangover Lindsay so he'd been there for quite a while but um yes certainly you know for at least six to eight months you have um who are these cunts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these, these little fuckheads because I have a very different I was twenty one I was living in Launceston. Mm-hmm. I was uh, halfway through a teaching degree that I knew I did not want to teach. Oof, yep. Around, around after 21, I had a really bad experience at a school I was working at. I won't say the school because they've been in the news a little bit lately, Tom, down in Tasmania. Oh. And, yeah, but I had a teacher okay. there who I turned up on the first day and he just <laughs> wet me for what I was wearing because I wore jeans, jeans oh, yes. and, a, and a shirt. And he was like, you're a teacher. You should be wearing like a suit. I'm like... I'm a uni student. I can't afford to go and buy a suit. <laughs> like, yeah. That guy's not at school. In, a, in the library? I don't know what we teaching English and stuff. Primary school. Primary right. school kids. Like, okay. a primary school music, like, primary school teacher yeah. doesn't need to wear a suit. <laughs> a suit? <laughs> yeah. He wanted me to wear smart, smart slacks. I'd love it if the kids had a problem with that. Sir, sir, yeah. aren't you a professional? Why are you in jeans that you've rolled up the bottoms because you're too short and you can't afford to get them taken up? <laughs> Which you would know, Tom, being a tall man. No, no idea. No idea. Yeah. All right. So oh, bless. Okay. the year is 2002. Okay. Mm. The year before, the Strokes changed my music tastes completely. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I've talked about this on the show before. I lined up in Launceston to buy the Strokes album the day it came out. When I say lined up, I was the only one in the line. I was just waiting for them to open. Came out on a Sunday and I thought they opened at 11. They opened at 12. So I was just hanging out okay. in front so of uh, CD or something like that. No, oh, it wasn't okay, a Sanity. Right. It was an independent, independent CD shop. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. I see. I see. Yeah. So while you were lining up for Strokes Records, I was writing up for Harry Potter books. So yep. that's, uh, that's interesting that, that those are our two worlds. So that's is, is This It comes out in 2001, right? 2001, and then every, mm-hmm. everyone seems to be in the new rock revival that the enemy are flogging massively. Sure. I am, I am buying music magazines every single week. So I buy enemy every week. I buy Spin I buy Q if it's anyone that's not you two on the cover. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's all. I, I think later I get into a magazine called Filter, which is an American magazine. But yeah, at this time it's very much whatever NMA are saying, uh, that's what I'm buying. Yes, I see. Okay. So, so I've got how I'm going to do it today. I've got the five songs. I'm being honest, what I was actually listening to in that year when I was 21. And then I've got three songs at the end, which are honorable mentions, which I now admit. Are fantastic songs. Okay, 
that's very yeah. honest of you. My list, yeah. and we'll go through it, but yes, my list is a, a constant tension. Whenever you had to put in, together lists for the Triple J Holders 100 or just generally people ask you, um, you know, torn between being honest and being you know, upfront about the kind of music that I enjoy and that I recognize as good and trying to appear cool to both yes. you, Josh, and your listeners, right? And so oh, these, these are the balances. Look, yeah. I, I have one of these memories for th- little things people say that stick with me. Tom, I don't know when your birthday is. I mm-hmm. don't know your middle name. Mm-hmm. I know that you're a big Whitlam's fan. That's, that's <laughs> something. That <laughs> they have good songs. Hey, a pedal nightcap. I'll stand by. Yeah. Okay. That, those Charlie. That Charlie trilogy. That's that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Chucky Chucky a guitar. That's so much. <laughs> You've but got yeah. to love that. I think that everyone has bands that they like, oh. and they'll put out releases, and it's just like, oof, boy. But you, you just, you know as much about the shit songs as you do about the good ones, right? Yep. I talked about it last week. I was a huge fan of Things of Stone Wood as a kid. It's one right. of those things that just easy. It's got me into like they talked about Bob Dylan. And oh, I might give this Bob Dylan a listen. You, could, you need those bands to yep. get into the good ones. All right. So I'm, I'm doing my number five, the year, it's 2002. This album was released in August of 2002. The war on terror is raging. We're post 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, this, uh, so we're just doing songs, not the album, but the album's great. Uh, the album's Turn on the Bright Lights. It's by the band Interpol. And the song is PDA, which is. I'm going to play a little bit. To, I can only play 30 seconds, but I'll play a little bit for you now. <laughs> All right, so that is PDA. Now, I love this song, yeah, but I will admit that they are the laziest lyrics you'll ever hear <laughs> in your life. That is so first draft. Just I'll sing something here that sounds good, and then we'll change it later. Oh, sleep. We have two hundred couches. What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> Interpol? <laughs> Interpol. Always, I, they could obviously write fantastic songs. They did always strike me as the band that were like, like they didn't even seem like fans of Interpol. Like they, no. they just could not be asked. And they're all assholes, aren't they? Like in, in interviews and stuff, they hate all interviews and they're kind of douchebags, right? Well, in the book uh, "Meet Me in the Bathroom," uh, which is all about this kind of period of New York rock and um, bands from the UK coming over to America and breaking it there, uh, the guys from Interpol are really funny in this book, okay. and they're just slagging off other bands. But I think in print it might be really funny, which I was shocked that they were that funny. Listen to their mm. music. There's no, unless this is meant to be humorous, but it's. <laughs> For me, it seems lazy and it seems like we're too cool to try. And this is when they had a guy in the band who dressed like a Nazi. Oh. Uh, Carlos, I don't know if you remember the band. He was the bass player. He was into Nazi memorabilia and he dressed like a vampire and he had a gun holster. He left the band. And if you read the book, so much of it is him just having like five women come backstage and him just going off and not really hanging out with the band. Just like, yep, I'm really cool. I'm going to go. And he's, he's disappeared as well. No one really knows where he... He tried oh to be an actor God. and no one knows where Carlos from Interpol is these days. <laughs> I love the idea of a member of Interpol being like, yeah. I'm cooler than Interpol. Like these other band that's in Interpol are fucking lame. I'm the so, cool Nazi group fucker. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Cameron James and Alexi fighting Carlos coming out in 2022. <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.